What's up and welcome back to the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. Thanks so much for being here and I'm excited to dive into episode number three of how to mini cut, my mini cut journey here. And today uh, we're going to be able to recap how my first week on the mini cut went, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, So just like these previous episodes, the audio that you're going to be listening to is the audio from the YouTube video that is posted on my YouTube channel. So if you want to uh, watch this video and get all the visuals and see some of the stuff that I'm going to talk you through, uh, head over to my YouTube channel. There will be a link to the video in the show notes to this episode. Um, But if not, you can listen and still get a lot of really good information because today is more or less going to be a masterclass on mini cut dieting. So I'm calling this the ultimate guide to your mini cut diet uh, because I break down a lot, really uh, all of the tips and tricks that I am using in this mini cut to lose body fat. And, um, you know, these are a lot of things that I use in just regular cuts that are maybe a little bit less aggressive, more sustainable, more long-term, like a 60 day or a 90 day fat loss phase. Um, that could be really beneficial to you if and when you want to lose some weight, lose some body fat. So uh, we're going to dive into all kinds of stuff from meal prep, how to do it, to meal planning, uh, routines that you can put in place to make it easy for you to eat the right foods at the right times. And on that note, we'll talk about meal timing. I'm going to dive into food swaps and different hacks that you can do to more or less make it not feel like you're on a diet, but considerably reduce the amount of calories that you eat on a daily basis. There's a lot of good information packed into this episode and I think you're going to love it. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to dive into it. And, uh, you know, just as a recap, I, this morning weighed in, uh, and I am four and a half pounds down from my initial weigh-in. So that's four and a half pounds in one week, which is awesome. That's more than I expected in the first week. Uh, And again, this is a more rapid fat loss approach. This is for a very short period of time. I'm um, expecting it to be around four weeks, um, and then getting back into a calorie depth or excuse me, calorie surplus after that. But uh, yeah, really pleased with how things have been going so far, and I'm excited to kind of walk you through the recap of week one, and again, focus on nutrition specifically. So uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Like I said, that video link is in the show notes if you want to click over and watch it. Uh, otherwise, let's get into. How to Mini Cut, uh, the ultimate guide to your mini cut diet, and uh, we'll dive into my week one recap. Welcome to episode number three of My Mini Cut. And I'm really excited for this one because in this video, I actually get to start explaining to you how the mini cut is going. If you missed the first two episodes, make sure you subscribe to the channel and also head over to my channel page where you can find a mini cut playlist. In those videos, I explained how to mini cut and my starting point, but today I'm one week into my mini cut. I've seen pretty good progress so far, and I wanna explain to you how things have been going. Really what I'm gonna use these weekly recap videos for is more or less my check-in with you. Every week I check in with my one-on-one online fitness coaching clients and we talk about, you know, some core items that are important to reflect on and think about as we plan ahead and that's what I'm going to do here. So first and foremost, let's talk about my rate of progress. I've already seen the scale come down several pounds, which is great. I started at 180.2 pounds and pretty quickly into the mini cut within the first few days, I saw several pounds come off. Last week I explained that that's more or less what I expected. Typically, when you get into any diet, especially a more aggressive mini cut, uh, you're going to see weight come off pretty quickly, or at least you should in the early stages, 
oftentimes the majority of that is water weight. And I also made sure to take my waist measurements and my progress photos, which you're seeing here. And so far, everything's tracking in the right direction. I want to talk primarily about nutrition. And really the main thing I wanna focus on is how diet and planning and meal prep is going to be the driving factor for most people when it comes to losing body fat and having a diet that's actually successful. And that's not unique to fat loss or dieting. That same concept applies to pretty much everything in life. The more you plan ahead and the more you have game plans in place for specific situations, the more success you're going to see in those situations. So what I did leading into this cut is similar to what I do every week. I set up about an hour on my Sunday, which was the day before the cut started, and I prepped a bunch of food. And I have a super simple and easy way to meal prep that allows me to prepare a ton of protein, at one time, a bunch of carb sources, a bunch of vegetables, all the things that I typically eat on a consistent basis, I can get all of those prepped up in about a half hour, to be honest with you. And what you're seeing in some of this footage is me doing exactly that. I'll just throw a bunch of chicken breasts on a pan, season them the way that I like, put them in the oven, and they will take care of the rest and cook until they're ready. Then I put those in Tupperware and store them in the fridge. I do the same when I'm preparing rice. I'll also prepare veggies ahead of time. Typically, I have beans and cheese, all these different things. I like to toss into some of the frequent foods I eat. I get them all ready, I get them in the fridge, and then I have it ready to go for the week. It cannot be more simple. Now, all of that meal prep was set up by me going to the grocery store that weekend and getting a lot of the foods that I needed. So I often go to Costco about every two weeks and I'll pick up a lot of the same things. They have a lot of really nice pre-cooked, pre-portioned protein sources uh, that are super tasty and easy to cook quickly. I also like to get their big racks of chicken breasts. I'll get several of those and freeze them so that they're always on hand when I wanna prepare them. I get big bags of rice at Costco, really, I get just about everything I need from a meal prep perspective there. And then I meal prep it. And then, like I said, I put it in the fridge. And what you're seeing in this clip is how my fridge is actually structured. And there is a science behind this. So if you structure how your fridge is set up, it can actually promote better decision-making. And I believe there's research on this topic where you know, you're more likely to pull from the foods that are right in front of your face when you go into the fridge. So when you open those doors, however tall you are, whatever row is at eye level and whatever is on that row in the front at eye level, it's most likely going to be what you reach for. Uh, you're less likely to push all kinds of foods out of the way and dig into the back of the fridge to get something that's back there. You're more likely to choose what's presented to you. So I like to set up the fridge and make it really easy for me to get in there, get the food that I want to eat, pull it out and then prep it. So I just go in, I take it out. I even have like set spots on my countertop where I put it down and it's all a process and it's all just a habit and it makes it very easy to pull out the foods I wanna eat and structure my meals in a way that right now supports my fat loss goal. And now my diet, even when I'm not trying to lose body fat, is pretty predictable. And I think this is something that a lot of people can actually adopt. I think what gets people in trouble a lot is turning every meal into like a party or a celebration. <laughs> and there are points in time where that's appropriate, but I think those types of meals are often better for kind of picking your spots. You pick your spots with some of those you know, meals out at restaurants or special desserts that you wanna have at home. And you do those occasionally where the rest of the meals that you have are actually maybe things that you eat more 
consistently, they're recurring. You have a lot of the same foods on a consistent basis. I eat a lot of the same foods all the time. I have the same breakfast just about every day where it's eggs, I have some fiber one cereal and a protein shake, and that gets me started with a ton of protein and a ton of fiber to start the day. It works out really well. Then I often have more or less the same lunches where I like to create burrito bowls for myself. Mexican food is my favorite type of food. It's very scalable based on your goals, which works out really well. So I'll often start my lunch with you know, a big bed of rice and then I'll put chicken or beef or steak on top of it. I'll put that protein source on there and then I'll top it with cheese and beans and broccoli and vegetables and then I'll maybe put some hot sauce on it and I have this guacamole salsa that I love. And those types of meals, they fit my goals. I get high protein, I get high fiber in them. They're delicious to me. I've found ways to season them where I can keep calories controlled. And like I said, they're scalable. So it's really easy to take that meal and either make it bigger or make it smaller so that I'm still able to have the same flavors. I'm still able to have a lot of the same nutrients, but just change the size of the meal based on whatever my goal is. So right now, what I've done with those lunches is I've reduced a lot of the carbs in those lunches and uh, it still tastes great. It still fills me up. It's not as filling, but it helps me get through the day and it gives my body what it needs. And I've done the same with those breakfasts, right? So in those breakfasts, when I'm bulking, I'll take the eggs and I'll toss in different protein sources in there, maybe sprinkle in some cheeses and veggies and whatnot and really make it a big robust plate of eggs and egg scramble to start my day. But right now I need to control calories. So I've stripped those additional protein sources out of there. It's just simple eggs with some cheese and a little bit of seasoning on top and it still tastes great, it still fills me up, I still get some nice protein and nutrients to start the day. And by doing breakfast that way, I've reduced my breakfast from about 700 calories in the morning to 500 calories in the morning. And by adjusting my lunches the way that I described, I typically have two of them, the total number of calories has come down from about 1200 to about 1000. So those are two ways where I've saved 400 calories for the entire day and it almost feels like nothing. I'm also continuing to eat my meals at the same time every day, which which I think is another important concept to talk about. We all tend to eat foods at the same times or around the same times every day. And because of that, your body gets conditioned to eat at those times. And so what happens in your body is you actually have hunger hormones that spike around the time of day when you normally eat and then comes back down in the time of days when you don't. Now, if you continue when you're in a fat loss phase, even though your calories are reduced, if you continue to eat at the same times every day, you will help yourself to deal with less cravings and hunger than you otherwise would if you tried to drastically change up your routine. And that's what gets a lot of people in trouble. A lot of people go from eating four or five meals a day and then when you want to lose body fat and get in a calorie deficit, you'll start fasting for the first like, 12 hours of the day and that can help you control calories but what it often leads people to is being unbelievably ravenously hungry as the day goes on and so when you adjust all of that it can cause the beginning of your fat loss phase to be pretty challenging now eventually your body will adjust to that but that makes things harder than it needs to be at the start so i'm eating a lot of the same foods at a lot of the same times with just slightly different portions and so far it's been super easy in addition to those slight changes that i've made to the meals that i eat i've also gone with some food swaps that have helped 
me further reduce calories. Now a food swap is where you take one food that is higher in calories and you swap it for the same or similar that is lower in calories. So a good example of how I've done that is for my breakfast, I usually put whole milk in my cereal. But since I'm in a fat loss phase, I substituted out that whole milk for almond milk and saved about 100 calories. At the end of the day, I really love having Greek yogurt because it's a high protein snack. What I have done is switched out Chobani Greek yogurt for Oikos triple zero Greek yogurt. The Oikos triple zero Greek yogurt is less than 100 calories and actually has more protein in it. So for being in a fat loss phase, it's just an easy switch that helps me save some calories. And I mentioned this before too, now that I'm in a fat loss phase, I'm not eating red meat right now. So just switching out maybe ground beef for chicken breast is gonna save me 150 to 200 calories a meal simply by just choosing a different protein source. Now, one other detail to focus on when you're getting into a fat loss phase and something that I've held myself a bit more accountable to is making sure that I'm focused on the very little details of my diet. And what I mean by that is making sure that I'm weighing and measuring things out meticulously. Oftentimes you can get food where on the nutrition facts label, it will tell you that a piece of food is a specific amount of calories but then if you actually put that food on the scale, you'll find out that the pre-portioned food weighs maybe more or less than the nutrition facts label says. So an example of that is tortillas. Often you'll find that on the back of a tortilla label, it'll say maybe it's 43 grams is one tortilla. But then if you take a tortilla out and put it on the scale, each tortilla is probably gonna weigh slightly differently, which means each one has slightly different calories. So I'm trying to measure things in grams to make sure that I'm being accurate. Protein powder is another one that can trip you up. And I think a lot of people don't think about weighing out a scoop of protein because protein powder gives you a scoop, right? So you would assume whatever gets in that scoop is the pre-portion size and you could just put it in your shake and you're good to go. What I've found over the years is that my scoop, you know, I try to scoop it in there and pack protein in before putting it in my shaker. I actually scoop out far more protein than what the label says is one serving. So during this cut, what I've done is just made sure to weigh out that protein powder and make sure that what I'm putting in my shaker cup in the morning matches the portion size on the label. Another classic one is peanut butter. One tablespoon of peanut butter is wildly different from person to person. So making sure that you're actually putting the peanut butter on a food scale and scooping it out to the gram is gonna make sure that you're getting the right amount of calories because as you probably know, peanut butter can add up very quickly. And one tablespoon of peanut butter in a serving size is often much less than what most people will scoop out of a jar of peanut butter. And for some of those scalable meals I mentioned, I like to put cheese on them. Well, just a little bit of additional cheese can actually add a lot of additional calories. Cheese is high in fat, most cheeses. So if you go over by, I don't know, six to 10 grams, that can actually be a lot of additional calories. Those are all tips and strategies and game plans that I've put in place to manage things so far. And it's worked out really well. And hopefully those tips can help you for when you are trying to lose body fat. Really, I feel good about everything to this point. We're just one week in, so it's kind of hard to see really any huge successes in one week. And Hopefully you don't see any huge struggles in one week either. But I will say one of the biggest successes I've experienced from this first week of the mini cut is really reflecting on a lot of the work I've actually put in over the past two or three years. 
in the past, I have bulked all the way up to 190 pounds. I think 192 is the heaviest I've ever been in a bulk. That was too heavy for me. I often found that I felt more lethargic. When I would do cardio, I would be very noticeably out of shape. I definitely wouldn't feel good in my clothes. And after a while, I wanted to correct that. So what I've done over the past two or three years is try to reset that top end for where my bulk ends. And I've been able to do that and get that top end to 180 pounds. And I will say, being at 180 pounds and going into a cut just feels so much better. And I'm not gonna go into how I made that happen in a ton of detail, but in general, it was a lot of different cycles of bulking and maintaining and then doing cuts to make sure that I maintain my muscle mass, actually build muscle mass, build up my metabolism so I'm still able to eat a lot of food at a lighter body weight. And when you get to that point, then doing cuts is pretty easy. And in fact, I actually put on a weighted vest at one point this week. I put 10 pounds in the vest so that I was walking around at 190 pounds. And it was shocking to see how my body felt after walking around at that weight. I actually woke up the next day with some noticeable soreness in my ankles and it's just crazy to think that I was carrying that type of weight around willingly in the past. Anyway, onto the struggles. There really haven't been many if I'm being honest with you and I didn't expect that to be the case. As we get deeper into things, there may be more struggles. It will probably get a little bit harder to deal with hunger and cravings, but so far that's been a non-factor. And a big victory over this past week and even leading into the beginning of this mini cut was actually something that happened with my sleep. I have three kids under the age of four, so sleep is pretty weird in our household. And over the past six to 12 months, it's been pretty challenging. But I did notice that in the month leading up to this mini cut, I actually started to get more reliable sleep, longer chunks of sleep at one time at night. And as crazy as it may sound, because of what I think is that better sleep, I started to notice that my body composition improved on its own. So I was eating a ton of food and I actually noticeably saw some body fat come off. I was putting on muscle mass because the scale was going up at the same time. It was a pretty cool thing to realize. I always like to check in with my clients on sleep and on stress, so sleep has been pretty good. Stress has been manageable. I tend to have a consistent level of at least a little bit of stress. I have two full-time jobs. I have those three kids I mentioned. I'm now documenting this entire process, which is a lot of extra work to every individual day. It's all good though, it's all fun. It's just a lot of stuff to handle at once. The training program went really well. Similar to what I mentioned before, in the early stages of a cut, you probably shouldn't notice all that much different about your training. If you do notice that your strength goes in the tank immediately or your energy levels dip immediately, it is probably a sign that you need to rethink the program that you set up for yourself. I actually went into the gym and hit a couple PRs this week, so it was all good. Now, as far as the road ahead, the week ahead looks pretty standard. We do have Valentine's Day coming up, so I'm anticipating maybe a meal out for that holiday, but otherwise, a regular week with the family, with the kids, and at work. So just gonna dive in and try to keep this positive momentum going for as long as I can. Hopefully, the diet continues to feel manageable. I don't plan on making any changes to how many calories I'm eating or any of my macros and I'm just gonna keep the progression going with my training program and at the very least try to maintain my training performance and hopefully we continue to see progress here in week two from a fat loss perspective. So thank you so much for watching. I hope you found this video helpful. I hope you found these tips helpful and I hope you're enjoying this series so far. If you are, make sure you drop a like on the video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you wanna share it with somebody who might find this interesting, I would greatly appreciate that. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the next one. Talk to you guys next time.